Do you realize what you're asking of someone when you ask them to change their mind on something that's going to rug pull their whole reality out from underneath them and basically domino effect questions that their physical body can't handle asking yet? Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Otto Gomes Crypto Show. I'm your host, Otto Gomes. Today, we have a good friend of mine on this episode. His name is Benjamin or as he likes to go on Instagram by Ben Jam, because he's jamming away at life, let me tell you. After years of giving his audience what they wanted to see and not necessarily what Ben wanted to express, Ben found himself questioning his path forward. Once he aligned with what brought him the most joy, his newfound flow attracted more people than he could have ever imagined now finds his way into the NFT space to tap into true abundance through gamifying his art and photography. Ladies and gentlemen, Benjamin. Welcome to another episode of the Otto Gomes Crypto Show. My name is Otto Gomes. Today, I am talking to a brother from another mother, Ben Jam, and that's his handle. Mm. Uh, but he's more than that. He's a, he's a, he's I'm ben a jam in your Ben Jam in, <laughs> I'm in there, bro. <laughs> my brother, Ben, how are you? How are you today? Dude, I'm doing so well. I'm so glad that we finally connected and yeah, I'm having the best day ever. Actually, I've just been getting getting my teeth stuck into nfts actually and just like getting all the alpha and the lowdown on like which platforms to mint on and looking for a place to offer up my artwork in the digital in this new digital realms and so yeah i've had a, a crypto blockchain kind of day already so i'm looking forward to like bringing that home with this question and answer i suppose i'm I, i've got so many questions bro um around uh, blockchain, crypto, the future, NFTs, what it all means, what's going to happen, um, what I should be doing, what I might be missing out on, and um, how to prevent me in the future looking back being like, damn, I wish I'd like done this, this, and this, and this, which oh, is a horrible I love, feeling. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I, you know, I love, I love that you have, you have something that most people don't, which is this willingness to learn and curiosity. And that makes all that, that will, that will make or break your experience in the crypto space is what I've learned. Mm. It's really easy to come in and, and get and fall into the shiny bright object or the, you know, uh, the, what the mainstream is talking about. Um, and that those are usually the traps, the traps that, that kind of where people fall into and then, and then they're like, Oh, mm. crypto is bad. It's evil. And then they step away from yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but I want to, I want to dive deeper into that a little later. Actually, I want to, I want to kind of work my, our way into that, but sure. what I really want to start this with is, is kind of get to know you. I want to get to know you a little All right. bit. So, and we haven't done my that. my favorite yet. thing to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Love talking about myself. Don't we all? <laughs> um, so, you know, I met you one time in real life and I gave you a hug. It was at sacred sons. And then, yeah. and then that was it. And then I, I kind of followed you along on Instagram. And I was like, oh, this dude's cool. Like he's doing so much dope stuff and, and, and willingness to share. You know, I think that's, that's huge. Just like this willingness mm. to share. 
So tell me a little bit about your journey. What kind of got you to this point and, and what was that, you know, red pill moment for you that shifted you out of this matrix? Yo, many, many red pills along the way. Um, but essentially about four years ago, I had a motorcycle accident and I, it was a time in my life when I was, um, sort of feeling the strain of having made a YouTube video pretty much every day for a few years, taking only the odd week off here and there and really just, um, just getting really stuck into work and my work was calling me towards creating content around my daily activities around traveling around photography with my friends, my old school Land Rover, just living the dream, basically just being, being the YouTuber. And my, luckily my channel took off and I managed to make, um, I started making a living from it within a year. Uh, and so I was heavily into that film, my life, get the shot, create the story uh, as you go. And then at the end of the day, say, thanks for watching guys. I'll see you tomorrow. Open up the laptop and edit that whole thing and get it out the next day. And do, I, I was like rinse cycle repeat kind of thing. And I'd gotten to the point where I was just basically completely burnt out. I was running on coffee and anxiety. Mm. And, but I didn't know this at the time. Um, I had no idea really. And it took a motorcycle accident um, for me to sit the fuck down and actually be with myself and understand myself without distracting myself with work and this and travel and this, that and the other. And so luckily it was a slow accident. I, I shattered my elbow and I've now got like a plate and screws in there. Um, it's the first time I'd ever had surgery. I think I was 31 or 32, maybe 33. And it was, yeah, the first time I'd really experienced like that much pain, physical pain. Um, and I wasn't getting on very well with the pain meds. Luckily, Mary Jane was there to help me through that um, recovery process. But as I discovered later on, that was also another way that I was sort of escaping ultimately, not just the physical pain, but my emotional pain. And I was having multiple panic attacks a day. I was, um, I just invested all my money in a huge loan into um, creating a, a production company that basically flopped. And I was like, wow, I, I don't even know if I can carry on existing. I don't feel like I have the energy. I felt so dense, so low. It was all overwhelming and way too much. And it was at that point that I took my atheistic views and started to chuck them out the window a little bit and search for some kind of deeper meaning and some higher power and ask for forgiveness and um, just ask for guidance. And I received it. And over the last four years, I've just been slowly healing my body, purifying my body and detoxifying my, my mind as well, deprogramming myself and understanding the limiting beliefs and programming that I've been, that I'd received in, per, in, in perfection throughout my life for me to then unravel and come back to myself. And I'm, I'm, I know I'm learning that I am not at any kind of death, like finish line or um, there's no kind of destination with this. But I definitely over the last year, particularly after like three years, have found like a lot more calm and a lot more peace in my life and a lot more acceptance of the things I can't control. <sighs> so, yeah, even speaking to it now is like quite 
still brings some things up for me. Um, and like little, little people, little pieces still bubble up. Yeah, even little pieces that sure, still yeah. want to be looked at and, and moved through. Um, but actually a huge element of the transformation that I went through was on that land with you and the brothers at Sacred Sons. And that's where I started to really understand um, what it meant to like heal the masculine energy within me and start to trust men more and trust myself more and trust my brothers and um, move through, yeah, just move through that huge change and complete rework of a relationship with what it means to be a man. And so, I mean, that was three years ago now. And the interesting thing is um, a scam account pretending to be you reached out to me on Instagram and saying, I'm going to offer you this, this, and this. You just have to sign up for the website. And to begin with the first couple of messages, I like went through to their profile and they'd copied your sacred son's stories oh, and put it on their story. So immediately I was like, oh yeah, it's Otto from sacred sons. I can trust any brother on a different level that is doing men's work. Mm. That's, that's how it feels to me. And then, very quickly with the style of communication that I was getting from this scammer, I realized this guy ain't in the men's work scene at, at all. Hello, dear. He's not trustworthy. <laughs> um, but then it, I was like, and then I found you and I was like, oh, actually, this is someone that I do want to connect with. Um, and yeah, learn because you're literally offering all of this beautiful information around what is um, potentially quite a confusing space to be in but so tantalizing there's like i see people having um creating financial freedom for themselves and my journey myself i did quite well from my first sort of season in crypto last year but complete luck like complete luck um and could have done much better with a little bit of guidance and um training and just a deeper understanding of what the technology means and where to reinvest my profits and things like that so um but I did do a really good job at reinvesting and realizing some profits into a new camera system, there you go. <laughs> which I can't like, I, how can I complain about my first season? I've walked away with a whole new camera system, which I needed for my artwork. So this, this journey for me is from an artist's perspective. Like mm. I, I'm a, I'm a photographer, I'm a filmmaker. I'm here to, um, in this lifetime, um, experience the divinity of being a human and nature and capture it and share it for other people in the hopes that they'll um, have a, a feeling that helps them remember that they are also that, you know. Um, and so also in this lifetime, I feel like I'm moving through some sort of past life or ancestral contracts around finances and abundance mm. as well. This has been a big one for me um, around worthiness and learning to receive. And um, so that's part of my journey too. And ultimately, as I, I can see the proof of, in the pudding, every, there are other people doing it. There are other artists that are creating their work in the NFT space and um, receiving financial freedom and getting involved in this technology in ways that's completely transforming their lives so that they can go on to continue making art in the way that their soul is asking them to and not just work the way that their bills are asking them to so that's kind of where i'm at with the whole whole thing 
I love, I love your perspective because, um, you know, it's not many people are willing to share their art and share their, their, um, expression, right. Whether it's music, painting, uh, or photography. So first of all, good for you for being willing to step into that power and actually do it. Right. It's not like, I'll try. No, you're doing it and sharing it. So that's, that's, that's huge in and of itself. But yes, there are many, many things inside crypto, many uh, different types of projects that can be utilized and can be uh, used by, by, um, by artists and by people that do that kind of stuff. Um, so I, I have a, I have a question. So that money that you made, was it buying NFTs? Was it was that your initial step into the crypto space or was it something else? Nope. No, I, um, <laughs> I see it definitely as a, a, a gift from the universe for sure. It was so random. It was one of these, um, uh, how do I describe it? It was a project, it was called Gravitoken or something, Gravity Token. And it's basically algorithmically designed to, uh, for the chart to stay green. So it burns tokens as it goes. And it's basically all about where you get in on the market cap and where you get out on the market cap. Gotcha. But people aren't looking at the market cap and they come in because the chart's green and, and mooning. Um, and so I, I got in within one hour of it launching. I missed the pre-sale because I hadn't figured out how to use a wallet and stuff like that. But it was sort of a tip from a friend who'd got a tip. And <laughs> I, I skimmed through the white paper thinking like that's me doing my due diligence. And, but really I just aped the fuck into this token and I put a thousand dollars in. I was like, I had maybe a bag of like three or four thousand dollars to play with, and I was like, mm. I feel like it's quite risky to put more than a thousand dollars in. A week later, I'd wished I'd thrown the whole bag at this thing <laughs> because it just mooned. Yeah. I left my um, my wallet alone for three days, four days, and then checked in on it, and it suddenly said like fifty four thousand dollars, and I was like. What? What the? <laughs> what the fuck? Like, and then I, I went in and looked at the chart and I went into the telegram. Of course, everybody's just going fucking bananas in there. And the chart's going bananas. And so I just left it and watched it for another three days as it went up. And it was something like two o'clock in the morning. I'm staring at this thing and it hits $101,000. So I've 100X'd my money. I'm crying, bro. I'm like, I can't believe that this is happening. Like the physical reaction that my body had to this kind of abundance coming in, my body didn't know what to do with it. It was energetically really interesting to observe. <laughs> I'm so glad you're saying this like in the way that you are. Sorry, continue. <laughs> it's just, yeah, because it's like what happens when someone gives you $100,000? How does your body respond to that? Because for me, it almost felt like I'd was trying to push it away like a, I didn't deserve it kind of mm. thing but at the same time so thankful and so glad and um so I'm fr I'm messaging a couple of my friends who have been in the crypto space for a few years and they are just capital lettering back saying sell your whole bag right now whatever you do just sell and I'm going it's only been going for seven days it's gonna could be 200,000 by next week and of course I start getting greedy with it so I go to bed and I wake up the next day and it's at like 60,000. And, and so I watch it go down a little bit more and then it starts going back up again. And so I decide to sell like, 
I think I sold like 30,000 of it and left the rest in mm. there just to see if it was what was going to happen and basically just watched the rest of it slowly go down to yeah. like $2,000 before I was like, fuck this. Yeah. So I managed to 30x my money, pretty much. Dude, I mean, <laughs> it's not a hundred, but it's thirty. <laughs> it was, it was wild. It was wild. So I managed to pay off some bills and pay off some debt and um, pay my rent forward for three months and mm. just really feel into this new space. So I was like, okay, I I get it. I see why people. And this is rare, I suppose, to get a, a complete life-changing hundred uh, if, if you don't know what bat. to look for yeah if you don't know what to look for and you're yeah. just like you just sneak snuck in the right moment it's it's man that's yeah. right. you, you you did a you had like a lottery ticket basically that you, you totally <laughs> I, of the of the 30 odd thousand i think i i kept um half of it and started to invest in other projects and i did really well off of like gaming tokens because i was mm. um following this guy alex uh Zecker or someone online and he would just pump a token and if you got in early when his youtube video out went out you would like 5x your money so i was just doing that for a while and then got a little bit carried away with it and just um as the bear market came in last year mm. just um sort of retreated and i was getting so emotionally attached and involved that the rest of my life was getting put on hold just watching charts and trying to keep up and like finding the best place and as soon as i'm selling at the peak and then it starts dropping down i'm like i'm the trading king i was like um i'm the fucking trading king i can do this i'm gonna make so much money in my life i know it. i've got it i've cracked the code you know and i love <laughs> that, that feeling of like bliss and just yes. being like, i'm the king of the world um it was um what's that movie with leonardo dicaprio wolf of wall oh, street style. Oh, wolf of wall street yeah uh, yeah in my mind i'm just like i'm the king um, oh. and then i do the same <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and then it, yeah in my mind um i feel like i've cracked the code and then and then i'll lose the same amount of money on a silly trade and so i learned to just not trade like for a while and been taking a back seat and now i'm refocusing on like fiat basically re refocusing on like how can i make money in the real world so that i've got more to invest into into crypto right. as well um and just focusing on that um because it also a big feeling that came through was like oh finally it doesn't matter if nobody buys my art it doesn't matter if nobody if i don't get any sponsorship deals through on youtube and to be honest over the last four years because because of this like awakening that i've been through and this um extraction i suppose from the matrix and this um grieving process that i've been through around these harsh realities that have been there all along and um the the realization that i've been in this illusion for such a long time that whole that whole process has really i've been feeling so called for whatever reason um to share these understandings and these new learnings and especially through the pandemic where from day one i was like something doesn't something doesn't smell <laughs> quite right with this whole situation and as it turns out the difference between a conspiracy theory and the truth is about six months so mm -hmm. yep. things are just unfolding it's getting, it's getting as shorter. we kind of <laughs> knew they would yeah and um and and so in sharing a lot of that information and talking about mental health and talking about psychedelics and talking about like awakenings and spirituality and healing and men's work and all of these things that aren't exactly popular topics they are quite niche generally 
I'm also become much less commercially viable. So I don't work with Audi anymore. I don't work with Canon so much. And all of these brands that used to pay me big dollar, um, just they, I'm, I'm not in, I don't fit their bill anymore. So mm. I'm having to pivot and find new ways. And, and throughout my journey, each time, I'm, and I'm, I'm sure I'm not alone in this process, but um, with the big ego disillusion to begin with, it was like, okay, well, who am I and what do I do now? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd, I'd, I'd been scarred and hurt from my codependent relationship with my YouTube audience as well because they were no longer getting what they signed up for. Suddenly they're getting a mirror held up to them about mental health and questioning the truth and things. And they're like, we just signed up for travel vlogs, bro. Unfollow, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to yeah, know I've about lost, myself. <laughs> mate, I've lost like a, a quarter of a million subscribers. Whoa. And almost 300,000 followers on Instagram over the last wow. four years. Just, wow. and, and it consistently goes down on Instagram still by about 2,000 a month. And I feel at this stage, I'm no longer attached to these sort of false vanity metrics, I suppose, um, that where where my self-worth isn't attached to how many likes I get anymore or how many followers I have, whereas it very much used to be. So that's been a process of grieving too. Um, but I suppose where I'm going with that is that um, I had a, a bit of a scar from the YouTube thing. So I was like, maybe I'm not a YouTuber, maybe I'm not a filmmaker or a photographer, maybe I'm being called to be a a fucking life coach or a spiritual leader or a fucking shaman at one stage. Not really, but like a little bit, like as we go through the motions of, as I go through the motions of um, connecting deeply with a transformative experience, maybe I am a breathwork facilitator after all, because I want other people to experience this. And so then I go down that and then, and it was just dead end after dead end after dead end. And a realization actually that, I'm doing a big circle background to being an artist and I can't deny that. And I do love it. And learning to really love that again is, um, has been a really beautiful process and I'm still in it really. But now it's like, okay, well, how do I make my money? Right. How do I yeah. get paid? <laughs> and so I'm marketing my art more than I ever have. And I'm working hard on my, my, um, internet offerings, my, my films and, um, certainly my photography and it people are picking up on it but i'm still i feel like finding my people online i'm Mm -hmm. still finding the people that are um and and everything is a perfect reflection so as i actually appreciate art and other artists more i actually receive that back as well and as i support other art and artists more i then receive that support back as well so it's just a constant like remembrance um and sometimes I get frustrated that like I put so much work and effort into this one piece of artwork and I'm like, this one's going to sell out and I'm going to be able to pay my rent this month. And when it doesn't, I do get frustrated, but I'm like, okay, well, what are the energetic blockages that I'm still holding? Am I, is this artwork actually infused with a, a slight bit of lack because I need you to buy it? Like, and is that reflecting in, the amount of people that are buying it. Um, and ooh, it feels like one of the strings is out of tune on my guitar a little bit. It's like I'm playing the song to everybody, but there's something that's a little bit off. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious mm-hmm. more than anything around what 
how would my art be received and what kind of art would I create if I wasn't doing it for money? Oof. Oof. But not just like on a mind level, but on an energetic level, like on a quantum level. Like what would I create from that space if my, if my finances were taken care of? And, and I would say my oh, popularity sorry. wasn't like my, the, how many pieces of art I sell or how popular yeah. my art was, isn't dependent upon like my, my popularity. What would I create from that space? Oof. I mean, that's, that's probably, um, you know, it's funny cause you, you described that experience when you got all that money and, and that's the shift right there. It's in that moment. It's almost like I, I would almost want to even invite you to kind of really investigate that feeling you had when you initially had that hundred thousand, that feeling you mm -hmm. had, cause that's your, that is your relationship to money. And mm -hmm. in my experience, in my coaching, coaching that I've done, once you become aware of that of that relationship and you can really fine tune it, which again, what I've noticed is that it's usually, it's usually the dynamic that you see yourself in your family. So like how you see yourself in the family dynamic yeah. is usually what the relationship is to money. Right. Um, obviously that's not always true because mm -hmm. it, you know, there's traumas and things that can happen in someone's life to modify that. But usually that's the, that's the, uh, the, the root, the root yeah. uh, relationship. Mm. So yeah, that question gets asked all the time with musicians and artists and um, at least the people that have been approaching me wanting to find the path inside crypto. And they're like, mm -hmm. I, 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 I can't even imagine myself being able to create from a space of love. Like, and that's what I say, but like from a space that's not desperate, you know, desperately trying to get the next dollar, the next thing to then pay the bills, to then survive, to then create some more. Uh, that cycle is like, it's a destructive path. It's a very destructive yeah. path. And, and it's, uh, it's not sustain, sustainable in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So with that, um, you know, I think, I think there is a path in crypto. I think there is a way to make money using, um, some of the, some of the projects and specifically for art specifically for, for, for artists. Um, and it's mostly, and like, we can get, get into that now a little bit. It's mostly surrounded around, uh, the gamification of it. It's not necessarily specifically about the art, right? I mean, I've seen projects sold out in minutes and it was like a eight bit render that took the guy five minutes to make. And then he just copied and pasted it a thousand times. <laughs> and so like, I've seen that stuff, you know, it's not, a, it's not really about the art, although it is. And then let me explain what that means. Mm -hmm. The artist is what people are following. It's not the art. The art's great. Right. And that's something that people can like get it and have a piece and like look at it. But the, but the, what they're really mm -hmm. following is you. That's, that's, you're the brand, you're the person, you're the thing. That's sure. where the value is really starting from when it comes to art, music, anything that you, it has to do with like expression. So what crypto has done, right? So let's, let's look at the current industry. The current industry, you have these, you have the artists, you have the gatekeepers and then you have the audience, right? The only way the artist gets to the audience is through the gatekeepers, right? You have to have the gatekeepers, the people to, um, uh, put the money into them, push you up into the platforms that are going to be seen by millions. That's, sure. that's the path that is that currently exists. Crypto with really with everything, it's eliminated the gatekeeper. It's eliminated that third party. And what does that actually mean? It means that all the, all the platforms, all the centralized 
uh, ways to get in front of that audience, um, you remove it. You remove those gatekeepers. You remove the paths. You remove the centralized paths. And what crypto has done, it's, you know, so we take that out and then crypto comes in sort of like an operating system now, not as a central location where everybody connects to. It's just now an operating system that now connects me to you. Right. Directly without having to go through the gatekeepers. What so I'm thinking of when you say gatekeepers, are, are you talking about someone, something like um, in the music industry, a record label? It's like you have to go through that and then they are the launch pad for the, for the musician. Exactly. Um, exactly. Right. And, you know, up until, up until recently, that was the only way. And then before crypto, it was like, there's like a gap right between when musicians mm. could do that to now crypto, there was this gap where um, a lot of musicians were kind of making it on their own a little by little, right? Through Spotify, mm -hmm. through these like other platforms that didn't have to go through. Lots um, of live shows. <laughs> lots of, yeah, a million live shows yeah. before you could even release an album, right? Mm. Um, so very different. And then crypto is the next, it was the next evolutionary step, in my opinion, which, mm -hmm. which now those same people that were like, you know, forget these record labels, let's do it ourselves on, you know, on these platforms. Now they're like, mm -hmm. oh, we don't even need these platforms anymore. We don't even wow. need these guys anymore. We can mm -hmm. directly connect to our audience and drop them the stuff straight to their phone, pushed, pushed into their phone. So that's where we're at right now. What, what wow. most artists are doing, and I'll give you an example of one that, that I've, you know, I'm not helping them, but I've, I heard what they're doing. Um, essentially, so there's a type of NFT. And so let, let's, let's just describe NFT for a second, right? What is an NFT? Um, a Bitcoin is an FT. It's a fungible token. It's just like a dollar, one to one. That means that if you have a dollar and I take it from you and I give you another dollar, you don't care, it's one to one. A non-fungible token, an NFT, is when you have on the same chain or on the same network, two different tokens that are valued at different amounts, as well as it's even, it has even in like different amounts of uh, metadata. That means that there's like, you know, you can have a hundred gigabytes of, or not that much, a hundred megabytes of one in one and then 50 in another one. So it's yeah. definitely, it's, a, it's not like a Bitcoin. It's, it's, they're mm -hmm. not similar to each other. And so that's they're really unique. good for like, yeah, mm -hmm. they're unique. So that's really good for auctions. It's good for music. It's good for art. Like it's good for so many cool things um, that you can incorporate, but the lowest hanging fruit was art. <laughs> that was just the easiest thing to yep. go. Oh, NFTs, art, got it. But there's so much more to it. And you know, that's a whole discussion. I'm sure. So mm. NFTs, um, there are several types of NFTs too. There, you know, there's NFTs that are only specific to um, a JPEG. There's ones that you can put music to it. You can put video to it. Now they're making NFTs that are basically like agnostic. You can put any type of data into it up to 35 gigabytes. Imagine having, what? yeah. And then not, not only that, but they're uh, interoperable and immutable. So interoperability means, interoperable mean? so interoperable <laughs> means that, no, we're getting there. Interoperability just means that it can, it can function on different, um, different uh, operating systems. So like you can take that same NFT, go into a game uh, and then it's a skin. Let's say, you know, it's, you see the character and let's say it's like Mario Kart. And so you have the skin that looks like Mario Kart world, you know, and then you take that same NFT, you go to another game and then the skin looks different based on that world, on that universe. And so that's, some, that's cool. Interoperability. I mean, that, 
that can facilitate so many things. I mean, we can go down that list. I have so many ideas for that, but, but that, that's a huge function. And then the, the other one that I think would be a, a, a massive function for artists specifically is the immutability function, which means that I can, I can, so I can send, you can buy my NFT, right? And then it's on your wallet and your phone. And then I'm like, oh man, I just did this new concert and I played that same song that he owns. Let's, let's, let's give him this uh, live version for free, right? Everybody that owns the NFT and you just push it into their NFT. Imagine having, and so the NFT can be anything you want, right? It can be an album. So, right, you click the NFT and it opens up all the songs. And then all of a sudden, boop, it pops up a video and, or, a, or a live version of the song. And then you're like, oh my Whoa. gosh, extra, extra value. And now what? on the secondary market, and this is how the artist makes money. The artist makes money on the initial sale of the NFT. And then you can program this however you want. You can put a percentage of the secondary market. So for the lifetime of the NFT, every time it resells, you get a royalty payment for every single person yeah. that every single time it sells for all the thousands that That's exist. That's so great for artists. And so, and so if you add more value to it after it's been sold, what's going to happen in mm. the secondary market? You're going to start to get it being traded because people are like, oh, I want to see that video and you can't see it unless you own the NFT. Yeah. Or you were at the show itself. Or you were at so the show like, yourself. Well, okay. So just to be clear, the immutable aspect of it is that you can add more content into the same NFT. It's not like you're getting pushed a whole nother NFT into your wallet. No, Although into you could the same, do that too. You could do that too. But it's yeah, you into, could. into almost like a, yeah, I guess the visual I'm having is like a, a space that you go into to see what's be, being delivered. Imagine, um, imagine being able to communicate with your audience without using emails, without using mm -hmm. any of that stuff. Imagine just like popping up as me. Like, in hey, the I'm here. Yeah. Maybe the <laughs> NFT is an access into a part of the metaverse that's like my house and that like you can come in and like, here's a, only a hundred people are going to randomly be dropped uh, uh, a live show access link or NFT. And then it can, you literally it, it can be, it thing. can literally, it can be a ticket, a digital ticket, a physical ticket, because you can, you can have it on your, on your phone too. So you can show up to an yeah. event and it scans. Boop. ridiculous and that's your ticket Love that i mean there's so many layers to this um i'm mm. i'm we're building it's funny because like you started describing something that i'm i'm starting to build right now but it's um it's going to be um uh boat access oh that's all i'm going to say <laughs> it's going to be this healing healing thing that we're doing uh but has to do with boats around the world i love and that. nfts but yeah uh so mm. that's you know uh, using nfts for artists right now is if you, I, t I tell, I tell the artists this, if you have the audience, if, if they're there already, that's 90% of the work is all done. You have the people, you have the people there like following you and they're like, Hey, what else are you putting out? They say, they, I think they say like, if you have 500 people that are like consistent and they, and they show up and they go, what's next? Um, that's all you need. That's all you need to like to be self-sufficient in crypto. <laughs> like you wow. have five, five, it's like 500 to a thousand people that follow you and that are like very consistent and will, and will, will, will be there to buy or to, you know, to, to share in whatever you're, you're expressing. Um, that's all you need to survive in crypto in that, in that, that's like in one that, or 2% of my audience. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a, it becomes a toroidal field of energy. That's mm -hmm. the, that's what we're shifting away from. We're shifting away from this old paradigm where the, the flow of energy and power was like a pyramid, 
right? Mm -hmm. Where it all starts from the base, everybody comes together and the power flows up towards the top. And then there's like a small percentage that, that, and it's funny because people are like, oh, we need to, we need to invert the pyramid. And it's like, it's the same thing. Same thing is going down. The power is now flowing down. I mean, you can, you know, it, it's all, it's all the same thing, right? It's about, it's, it's, it's mm -hmm. this, uh, it's about the, the, which, which, where's the energy going that will make it replenishable, right? Like, like, uh, like the right. jungle or like the forest. Mm -hmm. And so what, what we're trying to do with crypto is create a toroidal field of energy flow mm -hmm. to where the community is sustaining itself and it doesn't need a power flow from any direct source. It's all coming from, from each other. Amazing. It's like a more symbiotic relationship with the audience, I suppose. Exactly. It's like, it's like the audience. Yeah, it's, it's an exactly that. Um, in most crypto projects, the project is driven and even like, you know, sort of basically created by the, by the community. The community's mm -hmm. voice is super important for the longevity of a project. And, if, and actually, yeah. if, the, if the leaders don't listen to the community, that project usually fails because it's not, mm. the community is like, oh, okay, well, we'll go to another one. And then that's it. So, mm. so yeah, amazing. Yeah, Thank you for dropping is... all of that on me. It's just like kicked down a whole load of doors that were like slightly ajar. Now it's like a whole new world um, on the other side of them that I'm ex so excited to explore. And also just like a nice um, confirmation that I'm in the right space. Like I'm, I'm heading into the right area in terms of the NFTs um, and not even though maybe it might have come initially from a space of, oh, I need to make money in this new world. Now it's like, how do we get creative in this space? So there's like, the money is like a byproduct of a really great time that's being had by everybody. That's what I want. And yeah, I feel like that's what would really sort of fuel the fire and get me out of bed in the morning a lot easier and bring that like enthusiasm to that I, that I miss from the old days when I did have that, like, constant symbiotic relationship with my audience but things have changed so much um and yeah for the better definitely and that's and that's the shift we're doing right now we're letting go of this divisive capitalism you know where right. where somebody needs to lose for you to win you know it's like yeah. it's like they took they took the word trading you know the traditional trading was bartering <laughs> we're like right. oh you have a skill i have a skill you have a product i have a product let's trade yeah. But now it became like this, it's a, it's literally a bastardized version of trading where somebody needs to, because they introduced money. When you, mm -hmm. once you introduce this thing, that's meaningless into that system of bartering, it becomes this weird thing mm -hmm. because it's, there's no value in that. It's not backed by, there's no, there's, mm -hmm. it's not a skill or an asset. And so mm -hmm. trading, kinda, you can manipulate it. Yeah. You, you can take, yeah. that's when you can take right in a mm -hmm. bartering system. Nobody's losing. Everybody's winning because mm. we're, mm. you know, we're trading with this. You can take, there's a consumption. You can consume, 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 consume. And it, mm. right. It goes into goes nothing. The back end. Yeah. yeah. And so we're trying to shift back to the original trading. Crypto is right. facilitating a digital bartering system. So where we can go back to this, like, okay, what's my skill set? Okay. This, my skill set is not represented by this token. Hey, you guys want my skill set? Get the token, and that will give you twenty percent off. You know, whatever, whatever mm -hmm. gamification you want to create. Now it's gonna, it's not gonna, it's not a lose lose situation anymore. It's it's a how can we win together? Uh, and that's it. what it is. That crypto is um, mm -hmm. how can I make how can I make money online with my friends? <laughs> yeah, that's what it's about. 
Yeah, back to the original, <laughs> the original motivation. How can I live my dreams and make fun money and travel the world with my friends and create content that and and offer art that helps people remember who they are and why they're here and what it really means to feel everything as a human. That yeah, wow. That's it, man. Yeah. Mm. So I'm I'm you know I'm I started I, I created my course. I have a Crypto Made Easy Academy, and I try to create. I'm a about course to do that with you. Oh, uh, to, is it unbank yourself or, or crypto made easy? No, I'm about to do unbank yourself. With right. You, I think. So yeah. yeah, I think you did sign up for that. So unbank yourself. So I did this crypto made easy Academy and I was like, all right, I did it all. I put it all out there and it's mm -hmm. dense. <laughs> it's got a lot really? of, I mean, it's, it's literally everything. It's everything that was in my body and I just pushed it out. So it's eight hours. Right. It's, um, 22 wow. videos, 10, 15 minutes each about eight hours of mm -hmm. information. It's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, mm -hmm. I remember thinking that I have eight modules and every module I can make into its own separate course. <laughs> right. Because there's so many layers. Mm. So that's when I decided to make unbank yourself. And mm. I think that was necessary for two reasons. Um, I noticed that people required some like real time interaction, like being able to ask questions in real time um, and like have somebody like show them the practical steps. And then also, um, it's like a confidence builder, you know, to have right. the confidence to feel safe. And so yeah. I, I felt that if I created, you know, this 30 day journey, four week journey with, with like kind of handholding a little bit and kind of going through it together that by the end, not only will people have the confidence, but then they have the, themselves, they have the community and they have the, you know, the people mm -hmm. that came to it with the same mindset, wanting to learn. And then, you know, everybody mm -hmm. helps each other out. So that's, that's the really goal. Amazing. And I have a question around Unbank Yourself. I mean, obviously the, the title is quite alluring <laughs> in itself. Um, I think most people can attest to a, a sort of a convoluted relationship with banking and and just the the idea, the very idea that there might be an option that is fairer and um, easier and cheaper and faster and more accessible worldwide it seems almost impossible but since the impossible is actually being made possible through all of this new technology um is it is it possible otto to actually not have a bank account it is i haven't I, so i there was a time so i i only have a bank account right now because i need to pay my rent because my, my right. landlord is like what's crypto and i'm still <laughs> trying to still trying to sell it to him uh but there was a so i haven't I've only had the bank account for the last seven years just to pay the rent since 2015. Yeah. I've only, I've, I've wow. only had, I've had the bank account just for that. Um, and there was a, a, a period of time, I think about a year where I had a landlord that was willing to accept it. And so I had no bank account and just cool. using, um, you know, they have projects out there that you can have a debit card connected to a, a wallet. Uh, yeah. and the debit card is like, um, a gift card. So it's like a MasterCard yeah. gift card. And so yep. you sell it in the wallet and then it immediately goes into the debit card. And so I can okay. pay, you know, electricity with that. I can pay utility. I can pay, I can pretty much pay anything with a debit card. Mm. Um, and that's how I've survived. That's pretty much how I've done it for the last seven years. So, well so in the process, <laughs> thank you. In the process that I call unbank yourself, you know, what I'm going to do is show you the path to go from their centralized SWIFT system. And the SWIFT system mm. is, is essentially what makes the whole thing work. 
you know, the, the mm -hmm. global network that they've created to the decentralized blockchain system. I'm going to show you that path. And then it's going to be on you where you feel safe. Yep. Beautiful. I feel as you're saying that the, the piece around feeling safe, I think that's, that was kind of the experience that I was having in that moment of having a hundred thousand dollars in my account. It was like, <laughs> what do I do with this? <laughs> my, my body doesn't know how to experience this level of safety. And so maybe that was what it was. Um, and yeah, ultimately it's that root chakra, um, healing, isn't it? It's like, I am, I am safe in this realm, in my body and a huge aspect of that, as we continue to be in a world or live in a society that you need currency and energy to exchange, to buy food and pay rent and not be on, on the streets. As soon as that in my life is interrupted or disrupted, it really brings a lot up for me around like, am I even going to survive? And of mm. course I know I'm going to survive in my mind, but my body doesn't know that. And so I get that anxiety and immediately I'm existing then from a place of fear and everything I do and touch from that place is kind of infused with that, which kind of perpetuates the whole issue. And so just to have like a, and, and I can, I have been doing this actually with the least amount of money I've been earning for many years. I've been bringing myself into a place of known trust safety that I'm always taking care of. And even if I end up on the streets and even if I die, I can't become nothing. I mean, this has also helped a lot with some deep mushroom experiences. <laughs> um, but this deeper knowing and this deeper um, realization like, oh, that my whole human experience is safe. No pain or suffering is ever eternal. Um, and from that place, I've, I've been able to connect and familiarize myself with that feeling of deep safety, mm. regardless of what's happening in my bank account or in my workspace or, and, um, so that, but I'm now I'm like, okay, I want to create not just, um, safety in my body, but safety in my external environment as well. I want to know that I've got enough money in the bank even if I get no money in, I can pay my rent for a year or two and start to really feel into and embody and experience a reflection of the what my mind knows is possible around abundance. We, this whole like um, spirituality talk around like, oh, we live in an abundant universe and your external reality is a reflection of your internal reality. I'm like, okay, my mind gets it. I can understand it, but now I actually want to prove it to myself yeah like well. embody like, like have the have exactly. the body believe it yeah mm -hmm. have my body believe it yeah it's funny that's um <laughs> listening to your story is so interesting because um you like it's almost like you kind of chose to to go through those Here, here's why i say this because you chose mm. to start your you, you once you realize where you were in your life you chose to go down the healing path for me mm. It kind of was thrust upon me a little bit. Yeah. Um, I went through a mm -hmm. I went through a divorce, dark night of the soul, and then crypto started to take off. So it kind of all like kind of rolled into wow. my life. Mm. Um, but everything you described that happened to you in this last year and a half, I think it was or two years, um, mm -hmm. happened with me organically in seven years. 
and wow. and I had I went through the same process like this all that mm. money coming like I, I had my own relationship to money and then I had all this money come in and then like the same feelings in the body not knowing what to do with it and then and then mm. choosing to do something with it that's when I went crazy so I I invested I invested about eighteen thousand and it went up to seventeen million and so Whoa. there there was a time where I was spending fifty thousand seventy five thousand dollars a month like like no no problem like, like just nothing. just just nothing just like there's so much oh, and and yeah. and i remember again it's like what you described i was like man i remember those feelings but it, you go through you go through a process like there is like a shedding that happens and you kind of and the money made it easier to shed it made it easier to push through the the feeling because mm -hmm. i felt i felt this feeling of like i'll never have lack again for the rest yeah. of my life, you know? And, <laughs> and so there is this like overpowering emotion of just wanting to do anything you want to do in any yeah. given moment. I mean, imagine, mm -hmm. imagine the freedom, like, um, so, you know, we have, we have the, we have in this reality, we have the freedom of choice. We have free will. Mm -hmm. We say that no, so easily, right? We say that you have free will, you have free will. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> well, you do. To, you know, to the limitation of this reality, but mm. imagine like not having that too, to where like yeah. everything's accessible, everything is in front of you. So, um, it was terrible at first. It was so bad. It was like, I, I was just spending so much money. I was attracting the wrong kind of people. Um, you know, it was, it was just, uh, it was a, a huge learning lesson for me and I needed to go through mm. it. I, I know mm. now that I needed to go through those emotions and the, those those issues, those obstacles, because that was the only way that I was going to see how I was reacting to it. Right. It's like, you know, um, you're only, you're only aware of what your awareness is. And I noticed that, um, if you allow yourself to go through the emotions, you'll, you'll start to show up for yourself more and more. If that makes yeah. sense. Like you'll start to yeah. realize, Oh, that's why, that's how I react to that. Interesting. You know, mm -hmm. especially when you have so many resources that like, you don't have to do anything. Cause then you have all the yeah. time in the world to look, to step back, take a breath and go, Oh, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. Um, so, so yeah, crypto is really giving us this path now to, you know, have the opportunity to tap into that abundance, like a, like actual practical steps of what we've been hearing for so long about this reality, you know, yeah. the, Oh, there's, everything's abundant. Well, what are the practical steps? Crypto is kind of offering those for the first time. Yeah. Incredible. Hmm. It's a lot of stuff, man. It's a lot of stuff, but I love this conversation. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I love it too. I think it's like, it's, mm. it's, it's a conversation. These conversations need to be normalized more and more where we start to just really expand on what abundance actually means. What does it actually mean? Yeah. What does it actually feel like? Yeah. You know, cause you just said it mm -hmm. there, we have an idea of it. But if we don't have our, if our, if we don't let our bodies feel it and and, and yeah. do it, then 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 we're just regurgitating information. We're not really living it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I um, my experience with with abundance, I suppose, is um, when my YouTube career was peaking, and I was sort of getting sort of five six million views a month, and uh, from that I was earning sort of five or six thousand dollars a month. And then on, but I wouldn't even look at that compared to the brand deals that were coming through. Mm -hmm. And I got to the point where I was like, 
pretty almost every flight I'd pay for the upgrade into premium and I'd always fly someone with me and pay for their flights and then I'd employ my friends and then I'd pay my friend's rent if he was having a tough month and then we'd do a project for free and then I'd pay the camera guy because he needs his rent pay. And then in the end, I realized that I'd given it all away. And ironically, all of the people that I was loving, or this is my way of loving them, because that's how I thought I was being a good friend um, or a good partner. That's um, they all disappeared out of my life as soon as the <laughs> as soon as the tank ran out. And then um, I went through a huge transition with my friendship groups as well. Um, but I still sometimes get these threads of resentment for my actions around mm. my past where I'm like, mm. I wouldn't be in this state of um, feeling unsafe with my finances if I, just, if I had just actually allowed myself to receive fully that which I was um, receiving in exchange for the art that I was putting out and the, the amount of work that I was putting in. It was reflecting back to me perfectly but I would, it was like sand through my fingers. I would give it away, give it away. And I look back now and it's like, oh, it's because I didn't really actually believe that I deserved it mm. because I was still hung up and feeling guilty that I had all these opportunities in the first place. So I was like guilt of my privilege, like hardcore. And also just this assumption that the chart would keep going like this for my earnings. And it did for like three or four years. And then of course it all came crashing down and I realized now that I had to lose it all mm. I had to lose it all in order to really understand what a relationship is with finances and what my relationship is to my own sense of self-worth mm. and um, understanding relationships that are built on not quite a depth of understanding on like a soul level but on like a materialistic this person's earning lots of money so I feel safe around them because they pay for things and that kind of thing. So was, I paid heavy school fees for these lessons, um, but I came out of it with a fucking PhD and I'm starting <laughs> to just like finish my thesis right now, bro. And I'm like, okay, now it's different. I'm going to do things different this time. <laughs> now when I earn something, yes. I'm like, I'm going to keep that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, gonna, it's not always going <laughs> to, is it going to stay, but it's going to work for me. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to reinvest it into something that's going to pay me back. Yeah. Um, but yeah. still with the, with the, um, a, an excitement and a looking forward to being able to pay the bill at dinner and help a friend or, um, be extravagant and, um, keep that cycle of understanding and trust that um, this, this energy flow that's moving through. And I, um, I like nice things. I, I don't know how into astrology you are, but like I, my North node is Taurus in this lifetime, which basically means like that's the direction I'm heading to in terms of my evolution. And Taurus is like earth grounded, independently sustaining oneself, lots of snacking and, <laughs> nice things i'm allowed to feel comfort in this mm. lifetime and when i do and the opposite of what the energy i'm moving away from in that process is scorpio which is like down into the underworld to like excavate mm. and um understand all that and dive into the shadow side of things so every time i'm making a choice i can keep that in mind and be like no i'm here to enjoy comfort 
I'm also here to enjoy abundance and really good food and nice things in this lifetime. Um, so keeping that in mind as well helps me sort of keep track of where I'm going and where, where I've been, you know, cause I've been in the Scorpio world. <laughs> no, I think, I think you, you, you've made a shift that is very difficult for most, which is really looking at money as a tool, looking at things mm -hmm. around us as tools in this reality. Um, it's easy to get lost in the consumption, the consumerism, you know, yeah. I, if I can offer it feels a so good for a short period of time, I'm sure. Yeah, you and, can and tell me. Yeah. And they've normalized it. You know, they, they, mm. they, they've glamorized purchasing or buying or consuming. And so, mm -hmm. you know, it's almost like if I'm not consuming, what am I doing? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. so I had the same exact experience myself with, you know, when I was spending a lot of money, I went through the emotional, you know, the emotional, uh, blockages that I had on like, mm. on my awareness of myself, of my relationship to money. And through that, I started to either, you know, uh, attract the wrong people, push away the, the right people or vice versa. And, mm. and that again, was just opportunities to become more aware. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, once I was able to push through that, then yeah, you get into the state of like, oh wait, what am I, what am I actually doing here? Am I, what am I actually mm -hmm. supposed to, to be doing? What am I actually supposed mm -hmm. to be? Am I supposed to be still consuming? Is should I be creating? Should I shift into a different energy? And so then it becomes this choice and this like, you know, which direction do I move towards? Mm -hmm. um, but the most important layer, which you mentioned here is that awareness is like just yeah. recognizing what is your relationship first to money yeah. then you can make the choice of how you want to move away from it or towards mm. it and i'm curious otto when you when did you decide to be in service of others through this through these skills and these understandings these experiences that you've had to share them with people to also help them on their journey when did that hit yeah, that, you know, honestly, so when 2020 came around, it was because 2020 mostly. Um, so 2020 with the whole pandem pandemic that's been happening, um, the, my first initial reaction was to speak out about it. Uh, you know, crypto gave me the resources to start my healing journey. And that yeah. brought so much awareness and I peel back so many layers with that. But then when COVID happened, and I, I, I mean, I, I saw the writing on the wall immediately. I, I immediately yeah. saw it and started speaking about it. And that was a huge transition for me just to like step into my power of like speaking, just be, you know, having my voice being spoken out. Mm. Um, so that was the first layer. I lost a lot of followers, gained a lot of followers. And then I realized something, uh, I'd say, I'd say by the end of 2020, beginning of 2021, I started to see the massive writing on the wall, like the, the bigger, bigger picture of like, oh, everything we're experiencing is because the old centralized systems are dying and there are these new decentralized systems coming in. That's when I really shifted away from looking at crypto as just another asset class to being like, oh no, this right. is a paradigm shift. Wow. Um, so once I realized that, and, you know, I, I had already, like I said, I had a, a following because of like just speaking out about everything that was happening. Um, I had so many questions about crypto. And so that's when I was like, I need to create something. I need to shift into making something. And I'll tell you exactly the moment it was. 
So up until that moment, I was in a, this like desperate state of convince. Now I have to convince people. I have to, I have to prove it. I have to, you know, mm. and it's desperate and it is desperate. It's a desperate energy. When you have mm. something that you went through that you embodied and then you, you want to share it's, it comes with this, like, at least for me, it does Being there. At least for me. Yeah. Being there. Mm. And so that is a very repelling energy. Very repelling. It's like, <laughs> it's almost like, okay, calm down, bro. All right. You can take a breath. Yeah. Uh, so it's very <laughs> repelling. And so, um, I was doing that. And, and I think I got into that rhythm because I gained so many followers. I gained so many followers from doing that. And it's the same thing. That, that number was like, oh my gosh, I gotta, I gotta keep doing the same thing because that people are wanting this. Mm. And then I went to Sacred Sons. <laughs> I went to a Sacred Sons event, a convergence in, yeah, in Liberty Arising in, in, um, mm. in California. And we did the whole thing. And I you know, went through all the activities. And then it was at the end. I was saying bye to Adam Jackson. He's a, you know, one of the leaders for sacred sons. And he just told me, he was like, Hey bro, man, I've seen that you've been talking about all this stuff and, and I get it. I get it. Like the world is nuts. Conspiracies everywhere. But, but, but what are you doing with it? What are you doing with it? And that was the moment that I was like, Oh, you're right. I'm, I'm putting so much energy, so much effort into trying to convince and trying to prove and trying to uh, literally every day, just answering messages, DMs, 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 where I wasn't creating anything. I wasn't creating anything. I was just throwing all this energy into the black hole because mm. I, that's when I, that's when I realized that like, Oh, these, you know, I have an, I have a knowledge. I have a, I have a understanding of this reality that most don't. And these people are desperately looking for information. So that type of person, that desperation is an energy suck. It's a, it's mm -hmm. an actual a black hole of energy and they don't know they're doing that. They're just desperate. They're just, they're just like, I need help. And so they don't know they're mm -hmm. doing that. Um, but once I became that's aware so that that's what it, once I became aware that that's what it was, I was like, nope, I'm done with that. Cut that out. And so that's when I shifted to creation. And just strictly yep. focused on career. I actually went and I, I cleaned up all of my social media platforms. I took down all the stuff that I that I had posted over the years, uh, over the last two years. And I'm like, let me just focus specifically on crypto. And once I focused that energy into that and started really creating and started really putting down my thoughts and my wisdom and like everything that I went through, dude, that's when everything changed for me. Cause that's when, that's when I, that's when I had, I found a, I found a reason. I found a calling. I found a direction. I found clarity. And now, I mean, it's only going up and you know, it's funny. Cause you're like, Oh, I, you know, I, I thought I was only going to keep going up. The big difference is that I'm in control of this going up. <laughs> it's on me yep. yeah. and only me. And that's, and that's mm. something I say, if you're going to invest into anything initially, invest into yourself first. Cause nobody, sure. you, you can't, you, only you can fail on you <laughs> and then it's on you to pick yourself up and keep going. So, mm. mate, I, I relate to so much of that. Thank you for sharing that. Cause I, and one question when you, when you say you were trying to convince others, cause I can relate to this a lot. Um, there's like, it, it feels like, um, for me, it felt like, and it sounds like you had people who were asking you questions and wanting more of this information. Is that right? Or were you arguing with people about what's true and what's not true? No, that's yeah. what I've been doing. And that, that was this energy suck for me is that I went from, um, I, I jumped on the soapbox 
and in front of all these people who were not interested, basically asking them or, or almost trying to force them to change their minds about their whole reality. And then I think I saw an Aubrey Marcus post about something saying, do you realize what you're asking of someone when you ask them to change their mind on something that's going to rug pull their whole reality out from underneath them and basically domino effect questions that their physical body can't handle asking yet. And so that's when I was like, okay, now I'm going to get off the soapbox and what am I actually creating? Like what's my, what's my purpose here? Because it's so repellent. It was so repellent. I'm sure that's why most of my audience left me is because I'm like getting in amongst it over the last mm. couple of years during during the pandemic, just like sharing all these articles and sharing this and that and what would be considered a conspiracy theory that's now actually kind of fucking true. And then the energy of when it coming out being like, I fucking told you so. And then realizing, oh, actually, this means that a lot of people are going to suffer a lot. And I'm celebrating this. That's kind of weird, too. So a lot of lessons coming through. And now it's like, okay. And it, it came from a deep need for other people to understand me. Like I want, I want you to understand me. That's why I'm going to, I used to over explain myself and sometimes still do when I'm in, um, like the other day I, I met a man who does mankind project facilitation and he was such deep masculine presence that it triggered me again. And so I, and I was talking about sacred sons and he was just like bringing this huge deep presence to me, which just, just triggering my inner child being like, have I done enough work to be in this man's company? Like, <laughs> And, and I can't remember where I was going with that, but, um, essentially, yeah, I, I feel I can relate to that, but on the other side of the spectrum where I was just mm -hmm. like trying to convince people and be understood and over explain myself. And now it's like, that was draining. That took so much energy to do that. And I don't think I actually convinced anybody. I have had a bunch of people actually message me saying like, I've had the hardest two years of my life. And I really judged you four years ago when you started talking about mental health and, and had your motorcycle accident. That's kind of starting to, a few people are starting to come full circle and they've gone back and watched all of my videos about all of my experiences and my awakenings and things that I look back now. I'm like, some of it's quite cringy, but I'm glad I put it out because somebody related to it at the time. Yeah. And I'd, I'm also like anything that I'm cringing about that I've made is, is another invitation to accept that I was who I was meant to be in that moment as well. Um, but now it's like, okay, where's my energy going? What's the most valuable asset or thing that I have? It's like my consciousness, my attention and my focus. And wherever that goes, that's, that's the most powerful thing I have. So if I'm using that up trying to convince someone who doesn't even want to be convinced, why am I doing that? And who am I trying to prove it to? really because ultimately i was trying to prove it to myself i don't need to over explain myself and convince other people if i'm sure about it myself um so yeah super interesting and now yeah. i want to create same as you like now it's like okay let's what am, what am i building is a good is a popular term in the crypto space what are you building yeah actually um so i went through the uh the, it's like three three levels you go from this the first level, which is that initial, like desperate, I want to prove it to you. I want to convince. And then it goes into, a, and this is my, my therapist told me this. She's also like my medical intuitive, but she says, you want to go from a state that desperation, which is like everything to, um, uh, everything to convince everything to prove 
to go into a state of everything to share, right? Mm. So when you go into everything to share state, that's like letting go of the, um, of the, um, um, that, 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 that impulse that comes when the person says something that is conflicting with what you believe, right? That mm-hmm. impulse, it's like, oh, I don't need to, if they ask a question, that's different, right? There's a different, yeah. there's a different energy when somebody comes to is like, hey, I saw that post, like, Hi. what did you mean by that? As opposed mm-hmm. to, that post is stupid, you're stupid. <laughs> it makes yeah, me laugh because like, I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, actually you're wrong. Um, yeah. So, and then I went into the third level, which I think you're, you're, you're getting the third level, the third step, I think, um, which is creation, which is like literally letting go of even trying, mm-hmm. even the people that come with the questions. I think I, I went into this state too, because I, I have been creating so much and I've been putting out so much content around this topic that I'm like, if you're not watching this stuff, <laughs> why are you asking me? You know? Yeah. Um, so I'm, I, now I'm into this, in this, in this, position now that where I'm, I'm just focusing on the creation. And when I get those questions, I go like, Oh yeah, check out this video. And it's like so easy. You know, the energy Mm -hmm. is like, it's literally just a pressing a button instead of like having to calculate a response, having to, you know, feeling the sweat coming in the armpits Mm -hmm. and then, and then the heart palpitating, like imagine, uh, how, how much, I mean, I'm talking this for myself. I'm just imagining how much that was happening to my body on a daily basis throughout those years that I was in that state. I mean, I, I probably mm-hmm. wore my body. I probably, I'm the one that created all these, <laughs> these white hairs <laughs> by, by having that, like, I got to convince. Um, mm-hmm. But, but yeah, it's, um, you know, it, it's lovely to be now in that state of, of, of just sharing and just creation. Yeah. Because Yeah the people that initially were triggered and and left now they're like, Hey, so, uh, what you said two years ago, uh, you know, very (laughs) different, very different energy now. Yeah. And also it's, I, I, I know when I'm in that energy of, um, not needing to convince others, I know that I'm much more shiny. Like I'm literally brighter glowing. And then it kind of, yeah, it kind of attracts, um, people in to, be curious around like how come in this current state of the world this guy's ha- still having a good time like what's what's actually and it's like well that's because i've kind of m- repeatedly gone down into the dark my own darkness to then come back up out of it and what's going on externally still can trigger me and i do get concerned around it but there's a level of acceptance of what i can't control now um yeah and it's it's a, attracting people into out of out of curiosity it's like i want some of that peace and that calmness can you point me in the right direction and i suppose actually a reflection of that is the dms that i'm getting now is um a lot of bros a lot of dudes saying like i've just had a really hardcore breakup and they're moving through mini dark night or big dark nights of the soul like hard times like it's tough times to be a human at the moment uh, particularly if you haven't moved through that um big transition that quite a lot of people um have have moved through over the last two years as they're they've begun to question their whole reality and i can only serve that person um and i I pick and choose who i reply to and sometimes i feel really called and i'd actually send voice notes because i find it a lot less it actually feeds me energetically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Someone will just say, have you got any kind of advice around how or where to begin 
Like, I don't know who I am. And I'll just be like, sit with that for a couple of minutes and then just be like, right, check this out, do this. And, and it probably send like five or 10 of them and, um, hopefully help them on their way a little bit. Um, and that, that feels like a little bit of service to me, but ultimately, especially when it's brothers, it's like find a men's circle, find a sacred son's event, find brothers that you can trust and do your healing work. Like, um, that's, that's my number one piece of advice for men who, who are, um, wanting to, well, either whether you're wanting to or not, you're on the path, <laughs> like it's happening. Dude, and I just want to say something you just said now that I don't know if you picked up on it, but like, that is such a huge piece of advice speaking like you sending voice messages is so it's such a, not only is it a different part of the brain, but you're creating vibration when you speak. It's not mm. just typing, typing your so authentic. There's no, there's no vibration coming through. There's no mm. authenticity. There's no, there's no emotion. There's nothing coming through a text voice though. You're not only are you yeah. putting emotion through it, intention, you know, uh, clarity, the, the, the way that it's introduced, the way that it's given everything and yeah, the vibration and this frequency. Like, yeah. Mm. So like that right there alone, you know, you guys want to start really connecting with each other to stop, stop typing to each other. I think yeah. they normalize texting. Mm. That's actually a, a, a rabbit hole of mine. I think they normalize texting so that we can be, it's another way of disconnecting. It's another way of like disconnecting the nonverbal. Yeah. No, I um, love voice notes. I was on that voice note train when WhatsApp came out and um, so many of my friends were like, oh, hi, this is, this is the first voice note I've ever sent. I've never really done, nobody does voice notes. I'm busy sending them like fucking TED Talk long voice notes. And at the end, I'm literally like, thanks for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> Did you try but Marco right. Polo? There's this app called Marco Polo. You ever seen that one? No. Oh, it's so it's just made for that. It's just made really? for voice notes. So you can, Ooh. yeah, you go back and forth with voice notes, basically. That's my uh, vibe. Yeah, oh, no, definitely. Like the, I've done a lot of work actually on activating my voice mm -hmm. and uh, my podcast has been a big part of that. Although I'm not super consistent with it. I found that sometimes like even yesterday I did a podcast and it was um, just to grab the mic and hit record kind of podcast and which it usually is like a solo thing. And someone had, um, I, I spent a particularly large amount of time and energy and enthusiasm and effort and inspiration in my latest video that I put out and I was so proud of it and it's got a sponsored bit in it and then I'm talking about this and I fucking nailed it, put it out there. And someone retitled it in the comments for me saying, um, former daily travel vlogger, um, still in denial about being a washed up YouTuber now finds calling in begging for money online or something. And it just went boom straight in here. And I was like, Oh, trigger that really fucking triggered me on like so many levels. And that's so clever. You like got right in there. And so I, I was like, okay, what do we do with the trigger? Like let's actually go through the process of it sat with it and I was like, okay, which parts are true? And I went through the whole process and alchemized that anger into fire to be like, and I'm going to make another fucking video and not <laughs> and like partly to be like, and show you, but also to be like, no, this is actually who I am. I'm going to use this to like go full circle and turn it around and recognize, oh, there is some fear that I might be perceived as washed up. Oh, there is some fear that I'm going to perceive, be perceived as a failure from other people can I control the way other people perceive me? I can try. 
and I've tried that for a long time. It doesn't work. So I need, it's another invitation to let go of the need for other people's validation that I'm a good and successful human being. And so I like grabbed the podcasting mic and like moved through the whole process for 45 minutes in the podcast and explained that whole thing. And it's really like, yeah, it feel, I verbally process a lot of my stuff on my own. Just I talk to myself mm. and I do a bit of mirror work as well like that. And it definitely would seem a little crazy if anybody was a fly on the wall. <laughs> but it works, man. It yeah, works yeah. just by speaking to it. I journal a, lot, journal a lot as well, but I've got a few brothers who I get on a call with fairly frequently, frequently and they're just such good listeners and then I'm a good listener for them. And it's like there's one thing to um, verbalize and um, alchemize on my own, but to be witnessed in it, this is something that Sacred Sons taught me big time, especially by another man, another conscious brother who is able to hold deep presence and space and deep listening. To be listened to and witnessed in that process is way deeper and way more impactful and effective in terms of coming to terms with these things and, and healing them and alchemizing them and then turning them into some creative life force energy that we can direct consciously into the next step. I love that. I mean, the, <clears throat> what you just said there, uh, it's witness. It's like we, mm -hmm. we, we, we haven't allowed ourselves to witness each other. <laughs> and mm -hmm. these groups, these men's group, um, you know, like you mentioned, um, the, the mankind pro is it the mankind project that was called. Yeah. Uh, so the mankind project and, and sacred sons, it's like, mm -hmm. they're creating these safe environments for us to be able to release, right? Let go of those, mm -hmm. whatever it is, limitations, traumas, whatever you want to call it to mm -hmm. make space. I think that's, that's what people are sort of most uh, do in this life is that they try to learn something new or, or bring in something new into their life without letting go of the old. And, yeah. and that, and that's always going to create a, you know, a barrier or like a barrier mm -hmm. of entry. Um, mm -hmm. so I love these spaces that allows us to feel safe enough to let go to then be able to embody something new. Totally. Yeah. What a blessing hey, mm. to have men doing this work and holding that deep space. I look forward to coming back to California or Maui or now there's a sacred suns that's happening in Europe in July in Scotland. So I'm definitely going to go to that. I saw that. That's new. That that's email, a whole different bro. environment. I know. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not on the sacred Andrew. suns email list, you don't know what's up, bro. I'm mm. just saying. <laughs> yeah. Any brothers out there that aren't following sacred suns on, on Instagram, get on that. Yeah. It's the future. Yeah. It's now let's go. Oh, well, thank you. So this was like an amazing uh, conversation, so many, so many nuggets of gold and you guys here, there's like 50 people watching here, 46, <laughs> you got so much gold. Uh, and, uh, everybody else is going to have to wait a couple weeks <laughs> <laughs> so we can edit this. <laughs> uh, this is very fun. Yeah. Um, thank you so much, Otto. I really appreciate yeah. you hosting me on your podcast and yeah, holding space for me to also be real and, vulnerable and be witnessed with such love and depth of presence and deep listening and yeah it really reminds me of that brother medicine um yeah so thank you deep gratitude well i like to leave the last word for the interviewee if you, i want to give you a chance to either plug something or uh leave one one last piece of advice or grounding practice that you do on a daily basis mm, my um my daily practice that's been keeping me grounded recently has been to get into some deep breath work pretty much first thing in the morning 
Um, at the moment down here in Cape Town, we're just coming to the end of summer. So I stand on my balcony and get that first sunlight straight on my naked body and on my, on my testicles. Feels so good. That's my perennial. That, and then I start, any, any perennial? No perennial. Oh yeah, yeah. When the neighbors aren't watching, okay. yeah, and get my butt howl out. Get go. my butt out. <laughs> um, yeah, you got to get into that. So then I'll then I'll sit and and do some breath um, and just go. I don't really have a particular practice around it. I'll just go slow and then start to fill my lungs up a little bit more and a little bit more and I'll like stretch my chest out and get some expansion going on in there and um and then maybe go into a couple of deep rounds which just expands my whole consciousness out and then just brings me into this deep presence with myself and then I'll sit in meditation for maybe 20 minutes half an hour max um and that's how that's how I start my day pretty much most days at the moment and and it seems to be a winner thank you so much for sharing i'm gonna have to add some perennial tanning to my uh regimen <laughs> yeah just watch out for those neighbors just dude. watch out for the neighbors and <laughs> and random at least and, yeah and random bees or bugs that are going to fly by and land yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well thank you brother thank you so much um i certainly appreciate your energy your time and please let's do this again and dive deep again i would love that i've got to have you on my podcast bro as well Let's do it. Uh, and everybody watching, thank you so much for watching. Uh, we'll definitely be uh, announcing this. Make sure you follow me so you guys can catch it. And always remember to gamify your abundance. Love you guys. Oh, what an amazing episode. I love connecting with people that know what they're talking about in the crypto space, or at least are curious. You know, uh, this episode should kind of inspire you if you listen to it. Here's a, a person who's pursuing their dreams, has been doing it for years, is traveling, is doing photography, is doing art, sh editing, showcasing that to people. And what we're learning is that these centralized systems like YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, they're kind of controlling the type of information that's being allowed on their platforms. So, you know, it's kind of on us now to shift our expression to platforms that we can con still control, that we can still say what goes into our art or how we express our art. And so I, like I said, I love this episode and I hope it really inspires you to look more into the NFT space and what it offers because it's all about giving back the power to the worth of the individual and not the worth of whatever third party decides for it to be worth. Okay. This is literally allowing us to feed our actual worth that's inside of us, the expression of that worth into these things that we can then give to the audience and be directly connected to them forever. So, Again, I hope it inspires you. Love the episode. Uh, Benjamin is just the coolest dude. If you're not following him, make sure you check out his Instagram, Benjam. And if you do want to learn more about crypto and dive deeper into the NFT space, make sure you check out my course, uh, Unbank Yourself. I go on a 30-day journey with you weekly, every week, live. Uh, to teach you the unbanking process, how to get away from the SWIFT system and into the blockchain system. And then I teach some passive income courses, some passive income steps and projects that you can take in the space and start making passive income immediately. And then we talk a little bit about NFTs 
NFTs are in right now. And it's the low, it's not just the low hanging fruit of art. There are so many layers that make up NFTs and what can potentially be done with them. So if you're really curious about that and you want to join that class, it's um, the next one starts May 6th. So make sure you guys sign up today. Okay. We are accepting signups for that class. It will be capped at 50 people. Um, so make sure you sign up. It's autogomes.live forward slash unbank yourself unbank your self. <laughs> All right, guys. Love you so much. And always remember to gamify your abundance. Peace.